Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses. And our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Before we get started, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you'd like us to join our if you'd like, I God, I fuck that up every time. If you'd like to join our business discord where we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, shoot us a message and we will get you in there. Tyler, how is it going? Solid, man. It's going pretty good. Going pretty good. Uh, my legs were a little sore yesterday. Did the Murph. So <laughs> it was a little bit, little bit harder than I expected it to be. And then today I was, I was supposed to do legs and then I was like, okay, I'm going to skip legs take the day off a little bit and rest my legs. But then I went for a run instead. So yeah, my legs are hurting right now. The Murph, it must be a Memorial Day special for a lot of people, I believe. Yeah, that was, that, I didn't really know that's what everyone did. But then I started seeing everyone post a bunch of stories about doing the Murph and why they're doing it. I'm like, I've never done the Murph before. I've seen, I've watched CrossFit before and I was like this it seems like a perfect time to do the Murph for the first time. So we did the Murph for the first time. That was your time to shine. That was your time to shine. If you guys are listening to this, it's a week after Memorial Day. We hope you had a good holiday weekend. If you're in the States, if you're in Canada, how's the snow? I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's warm out right now. It's like 80s. This is the first time I hit 80 here, but I went outside. Yeah. I was going to work outside for a little bit and I sat outside for like three minutes and I started sweating. I'm like, okay, that was enough. I'm not, <laughs> not sitting outside anymore. So yeah, it's actually pretty nice up here. No, no snow, no snow where I'm at. Hey, that's what I like to hear. 81 degrees here. Got a lot of shit done in the yard this weekend. Um, sawed half my fence in half. Uh, yeah, it's going good. Built a little deck area out there for the grill. Um, so yeah, right you just missed it. You've, you left at the wrong time, but Hey, I'll enjoy it for you. <laughs> Would have been perfect for all the grilling we did. Exactly. Tyler, so what do you got? What do you got to uh, update us on since we spoke last week? Yeah, so I actually, so we both both been seeing these videos online on TikTok and Photoshop releasing their new AI, and everyone that's using it on TikTok is making it look extremely good. So I'm like, all right, I need some photos for the website, and I figured I was just gonna take a couple pictures. I would fill in the background with some AI, and we'd be rocking and rolling. We'd be <laughs> we'd be set. And as you saw from the videos that I sent you, it's not exactly as good as we expected it to be, judging from all the TikTok videos. But I tried it out. I did end up getting a half decent photo that it spat out. So we got something out of it, which is good. So I've been playing around a little bit with that, and it still has some work to do. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you see all these TikToks and it's like, oh my gosh, they're creating whatever photo they want and it's perfect. And then the first photo you sent me, there was a guy <laughs> that had like 13 <laughs> fingers and I'm like, okay, that's, that's not normal. So yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good at rendering humans. And then I, I even saw people change their clothes and I'm like, okay, I'll just wear a t-shirt and shorts and then I'll be like, put some dress clothes on me. <laughs> and I tried that out and it made me extremely skinny with a coffee cup in my hand yeah. and it, it, it did not look real at all. So I don't know how people are making it work, but it, I was not able to get it to work. And a bowling t-shirt. Look like you're on a bowling team, <laughs> like you're in the PBL. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Oh, but man, hey, it was it was something. Steps in the right direction. I mean, AI will get there eventually. It's just not where all these influencers are showing you. I mean, you can get mm -hmm. stuff like that, but it's not perfect yet. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things I've been working on is just trying to finish up the website, finish up the photos, and then the other thing is I've been working on the ebook, and I've been like cranking that out, and it's gonna be a lot longer than I probably expected it to be. I'm probably not even halfway through and I think I'm about five pages deep. So it's I've been trying to crank that out as much as possible and just trying to make progress in places I can. So that's what I've been doing. And today I <laughs> took your advice from last episode and started tracking my expenses. I don't know how many I only have two right now. I'm gonna have to buy a Google workspace soon. So I wanted to have the my credit, my business credit card first, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that in time. But yeah, started a Excel sheet to track everything. Let's go implementing what we, what is the saying when you <laughs> practice what you practice, preach? Practice, yeah, exactly. 
we are <laughs> the preachers. Yeah, it's the opposite of because I there's the the other saying is don't what is it don't do as I say say do or don't do as I do do as I say don't do as I say say as I do no 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 no, no. Oh, it's like, like don't that. do as I don't do as I do do as I say something like that yeah. because you don't actually listen to what you say or you don't actually so it's actually something that it. That that's the point of this podcast is like we're supposed to actually be doing the stuff that we're saying. So we're telling you guys what to do, but we don't implement it, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, we read this. Oh, we no, we actually try to implement the stuff that we say that we're doing. So yeah, that's some of the stuff that's going on with me. Uh, what's going on with you, my man? Next episode, I'm gonna wear a father, like a preacher, clergy outfit. What do the what do preachers okay. wear? And I, can I don't say know. I, it's just like that. It's like that white thing. That's about all I know. Yeah, it's got to be frowned upon in the Christian community. But Halloween, they do it. Hey, they man. just allow it for one year or one day out of the year. One day. Yeah. I don't know. You just do you. Who cares what other I, people? Yeah. Think. If I'm there uh, next episode, then awesome. As far as what's going on on my end, uh, pretty big deals here in the last week since we've spoken. Uh, new project I got and closed. Uh, biggest deal to date uh, in one shoot. It's $17,710 for a one-day shoot, Ooh, which is baby. pretty crazy. Um, but, I mean, it's it's pretty graphics intensive. Uh, there's, there's a VFX artist that's actually going to be working on the project. Mm. It's a full-day cool. shoot, uh, four or five people on the crew. So I'm not clearing 17K, uh, you know, maybe about half of that around that, maybe a little bit more, but... Yeah, exciting, uh, exciting to get that job closed. That was exciting that the guy pretty much just said, yep, let's rock and roll with that one. Send over the contract and the invoice and I'll get it paid. So kind of makes me realize I should try to do more of those. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, got to figure out how to get those premium clients. If every client was like that, man. Right. I don't know. How did that, how did that feel getting that client? That's pretty huge. Good. Yeah, I, I, uh, Texted in the Discord. There's a little plug for our Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, shared that mm-hmm. win in there and uh, felt good. I mean, it always feels good to close a big deal. And there's always big deals that are like floated around. It's like, oh, they're going to do stuff for this. And none of them, you know, they don't get signed or they want to go with a smaller package where this one is, it's been signed. Invoice has been sent for 50% down and it's going to be paid. And we've already got the shoot date locked in. So it's good when those things come to fruition. Uh, now it's all about executing, which is the hard part, uh, but we'll get her done. Uh, as far as another update, talked with a lady from the Minot Chamber EDC. She wants to work on some year-long projects, uh, said she saw me on Instagram. She's been meaning to reach out to me. So I think the social uh, content bump that we've talked about previously is helping. And she pretty much wants to do retainer work. Uh, we haven't fledged out the details yet, but that's like looking like it's going to happen. And then something that I'm actually implementing into or not implementing, but adding to what's new is I had a call this morning from a gentleman that uh, DM'd me on LinkedIn and said, Hey, uh, I have this project. I want to chat on it. The guy that I usually work with, it's a conflict of interest, so he can't work on it. Had a conversation this morning and they have no budget for the project. It's in Pennsylvania. They would fly me and a crew out there to create, uh, be there for three, four, five days, create content. And he said, you can even stay at my beach house if you want to. So that was pretty oh, yeah. exciting. He said he owns 18 companies. And I'm like, God damn, how do you manage wow. that? And he's just like, I'm the right. idea guy. He's like, I don't manage anything. I just come up with ideas. He's got the people. Yeah. He's got connections. Yeah, so his leadership team takes care of a lot of it, but he said he's talking to three other production companies, um, but I have to get him, I don't have to get him something tomorrow, but I'm going to get him something tomorrow, uh, explaining kind of a rough outline of what I could do, and then hopefully he decides to go with me. The other two are semi-local, so <laughs> we'll see uh, We'll see what he chooses, but fingers crossed, I think it could be a dollars $60,000 deal. Um so yeah, well, I'll be able to update more on that in about a week or two. So a few things. I feel like you obviously stood out to him if you're the only person that's not local. He somehow found you. I don't know if you know that, but you he obviously thinks you have skill to reach out to someone that's not even close. And going back to your 
biggest project to date, one of the things I heard from Ed Milet was when something like this happens is journaling about it and then writing your feelings, how you're feeling in that moment. And just, just so you can like recollect it and then try and replicate it in the future, because obviously that's a huge deal and a step for you in the direction that you want to be going. So it's just trying to put it on a piece of paper so you can remember it. And then you can have those feelings and just have those, that, that time kind of yeah. set there. Yeah. So. And that's where, I did take a second to almost like zoom out and like realize in the moment, like, how does this feel? Because that's the yeah. feeling you want more. Or is it's fun right. to close $2,000 deals here and there? Every deal is fun when you get a contract signed. But if they are the bigger ones, like, you know, a $17,000 project, or if I close this one, you know, 50, 60K, whatever it is, that's going to be a, that's going to be a feeling that I've never really felt before. So yeah, I mean, being aware of those emotions and how you're feeling during these times, I do like that uh, philosophy. If you need a BTS guy, I got you. Yeah, I might need. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I'm already driving. It's pretty, you can just fly there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've never traveled with all that equipment or anything. Uh, so we'll have mm. to see how that even works. Would you take the van or would you fly? No, I'd how fly. That'd be a long Ooh. ass. That'd be a long ass drive. That it's gonna be a big ticket for all your packages. Uh, I yeah, like. I mean, bake it into the price. Yeah. Oh, it 100 percent would be. It'd be a thousand bucks a ticket. I'm sure, if just for the ticket, and then for checked bags, maybe another thousand, two thousand. I guess I don't know how much it is to fly with camera gear, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And maybe there's some rental mm -hmm. houses down there that I can rent some stuff. And we don't have to deal with that. Maybe I don't even have mm. to bring all my stuff. Maybe it's just like mm -hmm. camera bodies. Because they said they have a lot of camera stuff. They have three Canon R bodies and some mm. audio stuff. But mm. I would like to bring some of my own stuff to make sure that I can work with how I usually work That's instead like, of showing up like, oh, shit, here's the camera gear. So, Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's big news. Yeah, so if that a lot, closes. A lot happening for you this oof, last week. Yeah, and that literally happened this morning. So I was like, oh, shit, I better add, oh, that, wow. to the, add that to the podcast. And he's like. <laughs> There you go. Because I texted him. And I said, uh, this is one piece of advice I'll give to the people listening is to eat the potato while it's hot. I easily could have said I had a really busy day. I had about a 30 minute window um, that I could have talked to this guy. And I told the guy I was debating back and forth. I was like, gosh, I just tell him I should meet tomorrow. And I thought, nope, eat the potato while it's hot. Book the call for 12 o'clock my time, one o'clock his time. And I had literally 30 minutes. And it went longer than it should have. It was 45 minutes. And I had to text the podcast people that I was filming with today and say, hey, can we push back 15 minutes? Uh, and they were totally fine with it, but got that call and got the information. Whereas if tomorrow he might not have been as excited to talk about the project or be as amped, whereas reaching out to him two hours after he messages me on LinkedIn is ideally going to be at the most ample time that he's ready to talk about this project and get the project done. Mm -hmm. So I, I brought this up earlier, but did, do you know how he he found you? Did did you reach out to him? Was it one of your cold outreaches, or did did he just find you? He found me. He found me on Instagram somehow. Um, he knows Scott McKenna on Instagram. Scott McKenna is the guy, pretty big YouTuber, probably a hundred thousand subscribers, or maybe fifty to hundred. And Scott McKenna does all of this guy's video stuff for his other companies, but. It's for this pressure washing company type thing or home improvement. And Scott McKenna also owns one of the same companies. So it's a conflict of interest there. So I don't know uh, if my connection to Scott on LinkedIn somehow pushed one of my pieces of content to this gentleman named David mm -hmm. or how that worked. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it came about. I assume maybe he saw one of my pieces of content or saw we were mutual connections, whatever that might be. But um, all in all, it, it paid off to be active on LinkedIn. Yeah, I guess so. That's awesome. Good so, luck with that. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll update you guys as far as that goes. Once I hear more information from him, um, hopefully he says green light, let's do it. <laughs> he wanted like 20 some videos. So the editing time is oh. going to be absurd. So if new frame wants its first client, uh, get that shit up and running, uh, by July when I would potentially go there. <laughs> so it's funny. I did, I just bought something and i i put it on my list it was like i can't buy this until 
I get my first client. So it's like a reward for my first client. But I ended up buying it today because it was like $80 off and I had a coupon and I had this gift card, but the gift card didn't actually work. But I ended up buying it anyways. But now I'm just going to have it. I'm just going to like put it up there and leave it in the box until I get the first client. And it's just going to like stare at me until I get my first client. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's Beats headphones oh. for the gym. Oh, nice. <laughs> just just going to yeah. look at you. Yeah, I know. My, my I currently have like really old Beats they they still work but like they've just randomly turned off every now and then and i thought they just died randomly on me so i'm like shit now i gotta get new headphones so then i made this kind of my reward so now that i bought it i got it i feel like i was gonna buy it anyways i got a good deal on it so i was just like now it's just gonna stare at me until i get that first client so you gotta work to get that the sooner i get the exactly exactly so yeah it was a little motivation for me to just try and add that add that spice in there so I think it'll work. How far out are you on? Have you ever done that? Um, not anything I can remember. I do do similar things where I try to reward myself with something. Like, let's say I close a new deal. And it's like, okay, now I'll buy that thing. But it's never yeah. been something where I've had it pre-picked out. There's always stuff yeah. going on. Like right now, I'd like to buy three new tripods that don't move <laughs> from a certain room. Whereas if yeah. I close this $50,000 deal, I might celebrate a little bit with like, 5k and fun stuff <laughs> i don't know there you go yeah you always hear that a lot so i don't know what you're gonna say but you, you do always hear that you need to celebrate those wins so that'll be a little celebration on my first one yeah i was That's just gonna different. say how far out are you from launching the website and actually pursuing a client i mean i feel like i don't have a bank account so i don't know if i need that or not and then also I wanted, so I was thinking the other day, I was like, maybe the order of the episodes that we should be doing is just like, because I'm starting the business and the process of starting it, it's just like every step that I'm taking and then I'll just bring it up to you and then it'll be like an advice episode. <laughs> and because that's pretty much what starting the starting your business was, the, I think it was last episode. So that's why I wanted to do that because I'm in that process. And then the next one would be, how do you send invoices or how do you create like all these expense or whatever it is? Like, how do you bill clients? Like, do you go through a lawyer? Do you have a contract person? Do you, do you create it yourself? Like, like, I don't really know how to do that. So I feel like that's going to be this one is of my perfect. next questions. But Cause, yeah, because what I hate choosing is what the episode is about. So you can just tell me what you're currently at in your <laughs> process. So next week will be on uh, billing softwares. Week after that will be yep. on contracts. Yeah, this will be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I got like two or three pictures left and then everything on the website's done. I do want to have like an ebook just so if anyone does come to the website, they, I can potentially click that lead. But I just need these pictures done. And then once the pictures are done, I feel like I'm all set to rock and roll. Sweet. I have a software for ebooks that I'll send you that will help. Okay. I think Sweet. it, yeah, it auto creates all the like mock designs and everything. Can't remember what it mm. is off the top of my head, but I'll send it to you. Um, cool. All right. So Sounds let's move good. into this week's news story. JP Morgan has released that it is creating an AI that is going to be able to invest for you, which I think a couple of our news stories over the last four to six weeks have been about AI. And I think at this point, it's just it's getting ridiculous, Tyler. <laughs> we'll just we'll just make this podcast about AI from now on. Well, like, Jesus, like, what the hell? Gee, why are they... Just at what point are these tasks going to become, are we going to say, okay, let's stop doing this? Right. Yeah. It's like, who are we even paying then? It's just, they don't even need the people that monitor or pick these stocks. And then at the same time, if the AI always picks right, then you know what businesses are going to go up. So it's like, are you going to boycott those businesses that the AI picks? It's like, oh, AI thinks this business is going to go up. Let's boycott it. I just, I don't know. It's just... AI is just taking over and doing everything for us. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's squeezing out the middle. Like it's great for these big, like Adobe, great for Adobe. They can create this software that now a ton more people are going to want to use Photoshop because it can do this, right? Yeah. Great for JP Morgan because now a ton more people are going to want to invest because they don't have to think about anything. They can just have it done. But on the flip side, what does it take it? Like it's great for these big conglomerate companies, but what is it? good for on the smaller end of things. You know, it's, I never like saying AI is taking away jobs, but like at this point it's taking away tasks that people are doing. It's like, well, how much do we really want to give AI? It makes me think like, is money even going to be worth anything if AI can just make it for you? 
like yeah. how, how that that I don't know. I like I can't like fathom it deeply enough to be able to comprehend it. But it just makes me think if if we can just give money to AI and AI prints money for us, that's basically what it would be doing. So it, may, maybe it's just knowing the skills of how to get the AI to do that for you. Like Joe Schmo that's working a nine to five uh, and making $45,000 a year might not know how to get AI to double his investment. But the people that utilize well, it. I, I think it would be more so replacing like the financial advisors or financial analysts those those roles and then it's like it's just picking for them because it's it's able to analyze every single market every single news headline everything like every single whenever there's a what is it the quarterly news releases that they do or where they release that to the public it's able to analyze all those numbers analyze all the trends and then it it's able to pick which businesses are going to perform well which businesses are doing bad why is it doing bad let's look at the news headlines and it's able to do that instantaneously whereas like for humans then it has to go through and then it takes time so it's like i think it's just going to be eliminating them but at the same time, you bring up the point of the person that makes $45,000 a year, Joe Schmo, but he still doesn't invest right now. And just because there's AI, he's not going to invest then because he maybe doesn't make enough money to invest, but he's just not financially literate to be able to know how to invest and how to save money. And he might live paycheck to paycheck. So it's like, I don't have the money, but he does. He just doesn't know how to be financially responsible with it. That's true. I wonder if it'll take over more so the day traders than the long-term investors. Because Mm. if I think about it, if we're talking about Joe Schmo using him as an example, he might not invest uh, the day trading aspect because you don't know what stocks to pick. Now you have to pay someone to help you do that, a financial advisor. Whereas long-term, you know, you can buy an ETF, uh, buy whatever it is. The What's the 500 called? The... S&P 500. S&P 500, uh, and then just let it sit there for 40 years. But it might be removing the, if AI can be like, okay, this stock is going to go from $30 to $42 and then back down to $34 today. Then that's, then that's a little bit different because AI can be awesome, but you're already getting, they say eight to 10% on your money long-term if you just buy the S&P 500. So maybe it's more so the day traders. Exactly. Yeah. I, so it, it's making me think of limitless. It's like if if this AI can just pick every single thing and it's just always right. And maybe it's like a 97% error. Like everyone's going to bet on that. But it, then it's just like, do you have the patience? Are you willing to sit there and pay a couple hundred dollars every month or thousand dollars every month to give it to the AI to compound over time? So... Yeah, I don't know. I just it just seems like it's a printing machine if it's always right. Yeah, long term, awesome. If it can get you long term, then it then it goes into do you have time to do that in hundred dollars every month? But if I can give it to an AI this morning, give an AI five hundred dollars and by the end of the day I have seven hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> and it's ninety seven percent correct, like what the hell right. is our world gonna be like then? Right. It's crazy. Because you always see these people doing like the day trading and they're trying to sell their courses and that's how they make their money. And it's like, well, now you can't scam any people on teaching them how to day trade. But then, yeah, so it's just AI, man. They'll figure out a way. They'll figure out a way to sell a course on how to use AI to make money. Right. Yeah. That's what it, I mean, so many people are trying to do that right now. So (laughs) glorified teachers, all of them. There, There was this one guy that I, I mean, someone, I was so I I was I think I was following Andy and Ed and then I reached out to the guy that showed me Andy and Ed like a long time ago but I just never really got on the train and then like I'm seeing their stories and I'm like oh my god this is like so nice like seeing their car seeing their house seeing like their lifestyle so it's something that you can like envision for yourself and I'm like who else am I missing out on and I asked him and then he sent me a couple of them and then I started following one of the guys that he's he sent me and he's like a marketer and then he started selling a AI course and he ended up changing his entire profile to, it was like an AI robot of him. So it was, he wasn't, it wasn't even him anymore. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking stupid. So I just unfollowed him. Like it, it annoyed me because he just kept, he kept pushing his course. He's like, buy my course, buy my course. And it wasn't even him. It was an AI thing. Yeah. Okay. This is stupid. If you do it wrong, it can definitely hurt you for sure. 
yeah, and it's weird that he quote unquote did it wrong because he's supposed to be like one of the best marketers in the field. And I was just like, a legend. You're annoying me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He obviously did something wrong because I don't, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't his ideal client. So yeah, if you can figure out an AI, actually, I'm going to save that. That'll be my business idea. My AI for next week. Um, I should <laughs> write, write it down. It. Yeah, I'm going to write now. You transition to our topic, Tyler, while I write this down. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about preparation. You always hear the quote, preparing to fail is failure. To, no, failure to plan is preparing to fail. Is that right? I don't know. But you know the quote I'm talking about. So this week we're going to be talking about preparation and just how preparation H. Preparation um, <laughs> And how basically how we prepare, why you should prepare and how it can help you be more confident in everything that you do. So Easton, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So basically we're going to kind of talk about before we dive into, you know, why we prepare, how we prepare, those kind of things. Tyler, I want to ask you if you are a preparer. Preparer. <laughs> preparer. Yeah, I would say so in certain areas. I'm starting to become more of a preparer because I know in the past I used to be someone that would just like, let's go in, let's wing it, we can do it. I have knowledge in the area. So in those senses, I, I would just be someone that would just wing it. But for the most part, I'm starting to prepare more because I'm noticing the more I prepare, the more confident I am and the better I'm able to deliver to someone else. Say like for this podcast, I'm able to provide more value because I prepared, whereas just winging it, sure, I can wing it, but will it be as good as if I do prepare? So in certain areas, I do. Some, I try not to, but I'm trying to build that habit of consistently preparing. So what about you? Yeah, before I get into me, I mean, generally, I think it is a good idea to be preparing for whatever you can. There are some things you probably don't need to prepare for, right? Like, do you really need to prepare to take a shower? Probably not. Just <laughs> take your clothes off and get in the shower. But uh, it, wouldn't yeah. be <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if you prepare for to get in the shower. Yeah, it's on my calendar. It's like you're, you're, you're on your calendar. got your towel all fluffed out. Got you, got everything all prepared for you. 15-minute window. Prepare for a shower. <laughs> Just sit on the couch and think about how I'm going to wash my hair. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> how do I do this again? I forget every time. The show, shampoo go first or condition? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I would generally say I'm a preparer in most aspects of life. If you're an avid listener of the show, I'm sure you've realized this as my calendar is absurdly organized and I like to get things ready for the week. And that's some stuff we'll talk about down below, but we'll, I like to get stuff ready for the week. I like to choose my outfits, all my meals. I like to have things prepared and ready to go. And as far as work-wise, I like to have everything ready to go for shoots days in advance if possible. Uh, so yeah, I would say I'm pretty much uh, as close to a perfect preparer as one could say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I try to prepare for literally everything because I do think it speaks a lot about the person you are. Nothing bothers me more. Nothing's a bigger pet peeve than somebody that uh, shows up late to things. They aren't prepared, whether it's, you know, it's just simply for like, you know, let's say you're going on a road trip and you don't have your bags packed. Okay. That's, you're not prepared. If it comes down to business stuff, if you're on a shoot and the client isn't prepared to shoot, whatever that might be, but nothing is annoys me more and is a bigger pet peeve than people that don't prepare. Yeah, and it really shows when you don't prepare and say you are going to a meeting or there's something where you guys are coming together to collaborate. And you can really tell the people that do prepare and the people that don't prepare just because of the information that they're able to provide and just the input that they're there for. And whenever you ask them a question, if they have a good answer, if they don't have an answer at all, you can really tell. And it just makes you look bad at the same time. Yeah. And that transitions a little bit into talking about why we personally prepare. It's you're able to provide more information because you are ready for any scenario that comes up. So if you are in a meeting and they ask you a question, you're going to know how to deliver an answer back to them rather than just fumbling because you didn't prepare for the meeting. You didn't figure out issues that they might have. You didn't have questions prepared for them or answers prepared for them. Whereas you're going to yeah. look like a bonehead uh, so really if you do prepare, that's when you start to position yourself as the expert and we're focusing a lot on business here It is a business podcast, but positioning yourself as the expert does come from preparation. The more you prepare, the more people are going to trust you and believe, okay, this guy really does know what he's talking about. 
Yeah, and I just thought about this when you were talking there about interviews. So if you're ever going going for an interview for, say, a company, researching the company, researching the person that's going to be interviewing you and just learning as much as possible and then even coming prepared at the end with questions to ask because I know you mentioned just questions there. So it's like, do you have, like, whenever the, because you know the question is going to be coming at the end of an interview, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. You know it's going to be coming. When you when you go into an interview and you say, nope, that's it. And it's like, you you obviously don't look like you came prepared. And before we had to do some interviews, I don't I don't know if you really interviewed Stim. Stim? I don't know. I can't remember his name. Mm. Stim? What, what is your guy's name? Shim. 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 Close. Close enough. <laughs> I don't know Stim. if you really, I don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you really interviewed him, but like, I'm assuming in the future when you do hire more people, you're going to probably ask them at the end of the interview, do you have any questions? So if they say, nah, I don't have any questions. Obviously, they didn't come prepared. They weren't really ready for the interview. They didn't really prepare and show that they actually cared. And that, that's an, that's one thing that it does. It shows that you actually care, that you you want to be there. Yeah, and that's it boils down to, I think we've had this conversation on, it must have been a couple episodes ago, but positioning every client I have or you have or whoever has mm-hmm. as your only client. You need to mm-hmm. think about whatever you're going into, whatever you're preparing for. Let's say it's a meeting again. Think of that as your only meeting that you're going to have for the whole month or for the whole year. You need to put all of your effort into that thing, prepare for that thing to make sure that goes as perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Definitely. Oh, 100%. 100%. It, I kind of spaced out. No, you're good. One other <laughs> thing. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'll go into the next thing I want to talk about is... Space Cadet. Yeah, pretty much. Space Crusader. Um the other thing that really helps when you prepare is the confidence level. If you go in there, you know, Tyler's going to give an example after this, but if you go into a meeting and you didn't prepare for anything and you're not really sure what you're talking about and you're winging it, you're not going to be confident in what you can provide to the person you're talking to. If you go into a job interview and you don't know how to answer any of their questions or you don't have any questions to ask them at the end, you're not really going to be confident that you're uh, the right fit for this position or this role and you won't think that you should be hired. Whereas if you go in prepared, you're going to think, man, I deserve this role. I deserve the highest end of the salary that they're offering. I'm confident. So really it boils down to the more you prepare, the more confident you're going to be in executing whatever that thing is. Tyler, what's your example here of becoming unprepared? (laughs) Thank you for the prompt. That helps a lot. Yep. There was this time, the first time I was at college, I had a group presentation and I was that guy that didn't do anything and everyone else in the group did everything. And then we had to present in front of the class and I froze when I had to do my part because A, never even looked at the slides before we presented. B, don't even know what the topic was on. So I had no knowledge of what was going on. So when I went up there and I had to present it to the class and it was it was a pretty big class. So, <laughs> and I just froze and I was just like, man, I don't know what to say. And then I just kind of like turned and I don't think I cried, but I came pretty damn close to it. And I, I apologized to the teacher. I'm like, man, I'm so sorry. It was a girl, but I was like, I'm so sorry. Like that was bad. And I think she, she felt empathy or sympathy for me just because yeah. it was so bad. And I ended up just like turning and staring at the screen and just reading it word for word off of it. And obviously there's no confidence there. And I squirmed in front of the pressure. And I think that's just what happens when you come prepared. So whenever I do have meetings now, I try to do as much research as I can in advance before those meetings. So if a question does come up or they ask, or I have to run through certain things, I'm able to do that and have the confidence and deliver it with that passion and with that knowledge that I do have. Yeah, it's just going to help you in the long run for sure. It's going to impress people and that's what it that's what really matters is you're you're wanting to impress the person that you're preparing for, the thing that you're preparing for. If I'm if like you said, if you go into that presentation in the class, you want to impress everybody that's watching that presentation. You want to impress your teacher. I do this a lot of times in meetings and I know you said you do some research, but 
about five to 10 minutes before, don't book anything in your calendar five to 10 minutes before your meeting and just do minimal research. Even if it's, you're not doing super extensive, an hour long research, whatever it is, if it's a bigger thing, maybe do a little bit more. But if they're your everyday meetings that you have, do five to 10 minutes, write down a couple questions that would be good to ask, uh, some unique things that might need to be talked about, some cool ideas. Just write those down and prepare for that meeting, even if it only takes you five, 10 minutes. I've started implementing that before I talk with new clients and uh, even existing clients, and it goes a long way in keeping the conversation flowing so you actually get more information out of them, and it does impress the other person thinking, oh, they really care about my business because they're asking me meaningful questions on my goals and all of that sort of stuff. So do you typically just carve out those five to 10 minutes before? Or is that something that you do with everything? And then you additionally have say like a day or a week or whenever you have time, you know, this meeting's coming up, you prepare a little bit then, and then you just do a little five minutes before to refresh yourself. Or how, how do you typically prepare? Usually for, say, client calls. It depends on the size of the deal, honestly, as bad as that sounds. Um, but I don't do too much uh, planning days in advance because things can change so quickly. So like this morning, to use the example we talked about earlier, uh, the gentleman from Pennsylvania that wants to do a bunch of video work, I just took 15 minutes before our call. Uh, it was maybe even a little longer, 20 minutes. And I went on his LinkedIn. I watched some previous videos that they had shot, kind of his style, his vibe, the types of videos he was creating, uh, get a get a feel for his brand. And then I wrote down a few questions of things to ask him. Uh, and that helped with getting the conversation flowing of, okay, how is this going to work? What is the structure going to be like? Are you wanting this to be on a retainer basis where we fly out there once a month? Are you wanting this to be a one-time week-long shoot? So getting an idea of what he was wanting to create and what he's created in the past helped a lot in moving the conversation forward. So, But it only took me, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like that's what I typically do too. I forget when it, what, what it was the other day where I did this myself. Uh, I know I went and watched another video of someone that they previously did or something. But then I also had this other meeting with a buddy that I met through YouTube. And I just wanted to catch up with him a little bit. And what I ended up doing before our, our, our call was I just watched his few few most recent YouTube videos because he talks a lot about like his life and what he's doing and his plan. So that's what I just did a little bit of research there. So I just went on his YouTube, watched a few of his videos. So I guess that's something that you can do for sure is if they have a YouTube channel or if they have social medias, you're able to go to those channels, see what they're active on and then watch a little bit there. And then you're able to help them out or just be a little bit prepared to see what they're going on. And they're good callbacks. People like to hear that you are looking at their stuff and that you checked out their stuff. So if you are in a meeting and someone brings something up and you say, oh, yeah, I was looking on LinkedIn and you created that post about X, Y, Z, people feel like you then care about them. Like you put in the effort and it goes back to like we said, you want to impress that person. But they feel like, oh, my gosh, they really you know, went above and beyond to check out what our brand is about and to care about our business. So that's one thing, uh, you know, just take that 10, 15, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes beforehand and do some, uh, some research. But Tyler, let's talk about some other ways that we might prepare. I know when we started this podcast, we didn't do any preparation. <laughs> that's correct. And now we have a full blown, uh, document for every single episode. That's probably what you, are seeing and hearing when we're referring to down on our notes or Tyler has this on his notes or Easton has that on his notes is we do have uh, a document in front of us that we are following that we meet a day before we film the episodes and we kind of walk through what we want to talk about. Whereas before when we started the podcast, I'm pretty sure we were just winging it. Weren't we Tyler? Yeah. We would just come up with an idea and we would just, you know, wing it. We would just talk about it and riff, riff off the top. Yeah. Which is how it went which was fine, but we realized that we needed a little bit more structure. And then we started adding the uh, introduction, in the beginning, talking about what's new with our businesses. And then we added the news section and then we added the business section. So really we, we try to come as prepared as we can to this podcast. And this is just one way uh, that we're proving to the world that we are preparers, Tyler. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone actually commented on our videos on YouTube saying that we should be 
be more prepared or something like I, I feel it was it was really early on in the journey. I'm pretty sure someone mentioned it and I was like, maybe we should prepare a little bit more so we can deliver more value. Yeah. And that's ideally what we're trying to do is give you as much value and advice and things you can implement rather than us just riffing on stories. And obviously a lot of it comes down to stories and personal experiences, but we're trying to give you some actionable advice and some value and hopefully preparing these documents beforehand is helping. And if it's not, then tell us because we don't want to waste that uh, 15 minutes every Monday. <laughs> no, it just means that we got to put in an extra 15 more minutes so we can be better prepared. 15 more. <laughs> uh, another way that I like to prepare, you know, I do a lot of pre-production documents with a lot of my shoots. Uh, this will be a plug for my YouTube channel. Go to my YouTube and watch the video I just dropped on pre-production documents. Um, but, you know, call sheets, shot lists, storyboards, question sheets, all of these things help me when going on a shoot to be pe- better prepared for what shot is coming up, the shots that we need, the whole script of the video so we're not forgetting anything. When I first started my uh, production company, I didn't do a lot of this. I would do it here and there for certain projects. And the videos just, I couldn't figure out why... Some of them were awesome and some weren't. And it's because I wasn't prepared. And now that I've implemented this process on this is how I do things for a project, go through all these pre-production documents, the shoot goes so much smoother and it saves on editing time because I already know exactly what the video should look like most of the time uh, in the pre-production phase. I think that's another good point to touch on that when you are prepared, it's it helps cut down time in other where other areas. I don't know if it might just be specific to you, but then you don't have to think about what you have to do in the future. So I know for me, when I was creating YouTube videos, I would like go through and watch the video and then I would come up with a little shot list of B-roll that I would try and try and film. And then I would go out and try and film it. And then I would go back edit, and then I'd end up needing more. And it's like, okay, if I better prepared, then it would be a little bit easier and it would free up a lot of time. So I feel like in other areas, if you are actually being more prepared, you're, I'm not just saying specific to video. So I don't know if you own like a landscaping business, if there's like certain things that you need done, it's, it's, it's better to help you gain more time on your end because you're more prepared. Yeah. If we use the landscaping business, for example, let's say you have a trailer that you bring all your stuff. If the night before you are putting things in the trailer in the right spot and everything is always in that spot, you're going to save time on the job when you go to grab something or you need something. It's always in the same spot. You're prepared for those things to happen. Whereas if you were just throwing all your stuff in this trailer, you're burning up time looking for that thing, trying to figure out where it's at, where if you're preparing in advance and you put together that process where, hey, this is going to be in the same spot every time you are cutting down time. So hopefully that's a decent example. Yeah. And I think it's having the other thing where you have, say, a contract of everything that they get. And then you're you're able to go through it and then you actually know what you have to go and do where you might go out and perform the duties, but you end up might missing one or two things that you're supposed to do for them. And like, hey, did you do this? And then so having that preparation helps you better prepare for yourself. But for you, when you have all, say, your pre-production documents or just when you're preparing for, say, client calls and you just have all these questions and you have all these sheets and all these documents, would you say that impresses the clients at all? Or do, do you hear any of any feedback around there? They, no one's ever said, like, man, I really appreciate you getting these documents. It's never been to that extent. But I've heard, you know, oh, this is cool. Like when I hand them a call sheet and it has the whole schedule Mm -hmm. and everything uh, for them to look at or the question sheet when you send that in advance. And they're like, okay, thank you. This is awesome. I was wondering what we were going to talk about. Or, you know, if we're creating 10 social clips that month, I give them an idea list of, gosh, I give them an idea list of, I know I got hairball an idea list of 30 ideas, and then they get to pick 10 of them. It's like, okay, we are prepared. Uh, we have an idea instead of showing up on set and it's like, okay, what are we going to film? So no one's ever raved about it. Like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. But they do appreciate uh, the fact that this yeah. is being implemented into their experience. Yeah. You might not see the end result of all the preparation that you put into it, but then they might that might leave something on their plate where they just remember you and it makes you more memorable where, oh, this guy's professional. Oh, he remembered to do this. Oh, he has all this stuff. He comes prepared with everything and everything just goes, for the most part, real smooth just because he's so well prepared. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, being prepared will never hurt you. You can't be over-prepared. Uh, it's only going to help you. You know, just the stupid little thing that I like to do is Sunday nights, I literally stack up five outfits for the week. And then Monday, I grab the top one, put it on, good to go. Tuesday, <sighs> grab the next one, put it on, good to go. So that four minutes of preparation saves me, I don't know, <laughs> 10 minutes throughout the day. Uh, or throughout the week. So just little things like that, uh, you know, help a ton. Sometimes I like to just all my breakfast breakfast foods, I like to put them in one part of the fridge in the morning or at night. And then in the morning, grab it. And then boom, I'm making that breakfast right there. And then I don't have to open this drawer, grab that thing, and then grab the pantry. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's the little things uh, that you're preparing for that make your life easier. And maybe yeah, I think it reduces those- some stress. Yeah, I, I would say so because then you don't got to think about what you got to eat, what you got to make, what you got to take out, what you got to wear, all that extra stuff. So maybe it's, well, you still do, but at the same time, maybe it's just at a different time when you you have less stuff on your plate. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tyler, any other uh, tips you want to talk about as far as preparation goes? I just... I just thought about this the other day or week or whatever it was, but I think preparing for other stuff outside of say the business, because for me, I could just sign up for a marathon and I could just go out and run it and not run in advance and prepare for it. And maybe my body will be extremely sore or might not be able to finish. Or I could put the time and effort and prepare for it in. And then I could put a good foot forward during the marathon and say Ironman when I do get to that point. So I think I just thought about that the other other day, other week, whenever it was, but I just thought that was another area that I do like to prepare in, and especially like working out in the gym when the demons take over and I got to fight them, zombie <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, another example, if you're at the bar and you want to go talk to that girl, maybe you should have four or five beers <laughs> to prepare to go talk to her. That's... <laughs> Also another liquid courage. Yeah, exactly. Get some liquid courage. But yeah, I mean, it it doesn't just go back to business. There are things in life that you can prepare for as well. And I think if you can add preparation to all the aspects of your life, it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be a lot stress free, a lot more stress free, and you're going to be more successful in whatever that endeavor is. Mm -hmm. Preparing to, I don't know. It's not the time for the quote. We'll move on to the business. Get prepared idea. for the business idea. How about that, <laughs> bitches? Uh, Tyler, business yeah. idea of the week. It's on you. So it's kind of ironic that I'm doing this because I saw what you put in the notes for your idea, and I have seen in the past where it does actually exist. <laughs> and then I'm coming up with an idea that does already exist as well. So it's ironic. <laughs> so I was at the dentist the other day, and I started drinking coffee again all the time, and she commented that my teeth were getting a little bit stained. I asked her a question about this disease that they had in like a little poster in the room. I'm like, do I have that? Because it felt like my, it's like when your gums start going down, I was like, do I have that? And she's like, yeah, like a mild case, but like 99% of people have at least a mild case of it. Yeah. So then she commented. Yeah. And then she (laughs) commented and then she commented on like my teeth being stained. And she's like, that could be from coffee, from tea, from, berries whatever it is and then it made me think like i started drinking a lot of coffee recently so i'm like fuck now i gotta stop drinking coffee and i was like what about energy drinks and then i I found out like energy drinks probably aren't the best either for staining your teeth so i was like what if there was just like a drink that just had caffeine in it like maybe just water so i was just like what if it was just water caffeinated water so then i was like that seems like a genius idea why has no one done this and then I looked it up and apparently people are doing it, but I've never heard of it, which means they aren't doing a good job marketing it. So (laughs) that's why I'm bringing this idea up because I think, I think there's a lot of potential there because you maybe add a little bit of flavor in there, like a little squirt of banana, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, or even that I was thinking like it would just come prepackaged, something like that. It just already naturally flavored or something like that. And I just think, caffeinated water would be a good idea because it's basically like drinking water but with a little bit of extra kick in it so you don't have to drink coffee and worry about getting your teeth stained i think this is a top three idea on the podcast that i like because i'd 100 percent be a member investor of this product because 
I have the same thing. I don't want to, I feel almost bad drinking an energy drink every day. Whereas if it was just water with caffeine in it, oh yeah, I'd have one every single day. I'd probably have like five. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be healthy. Because is caffeine bad for you? Just caffeine. Uh, I was looking it up. So if we're talking about staining your teeth, it, it, apparently it does have a little bit of effect on it. But I was just like, I was, can you read, can you trust everything on Google that you read? And I was just like briefly, I didn't even go in any articles. So from what I saw, it can have an effect on it. But then I was also listening to one of Andrew Huber, Huberman's podcast episodes and he talked about caffeine. It was a really good episode. And basically he was one of the reasons why I ended up going back to drinking, drinking caffeine or and coffee a lot because he basically said it's not not as bad as everyone makes it out to seem. And he says he drinks caffeine like twice a day or coffee like twice a day. So I'm like, shit, I'm going back. He yeah. said he said it's good. I gotta listen. Yeah, honestly, I I drink caffeine every day. I don't know how people can live without it. Like, and it can't be killing me that fast. If it is, then shave off ten years. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> I can live without it. It's just. It's just something different and something nice to have because like all I drink is is water. So yeah. whenever I can have something different, that's why I really like these energy drinks because it's something different. And when you're drinking water and then I was doing, I had flavored collagen and I was doing that a little bit and that was nice to switch it up a little bit to have a little, some flavor in, uh, in my water because just drinking water every day, man, it gets boring. Sucks. So it's just, I know it's like, I get to like four o'clock, five o'clock, and it's like, man, just drinking the same old water. So if it was just like, if there was like flavored caffeinated water, oh man, that would not be good for me. Yeah, I started squirting Mio in my water because like I'll have a regular water. I'm like, I don't want another glass of water. But then I do a couple of pumps of strawberry and I'm like, oh, this isn't even water anymore. Right. Yeah, so. my dad, he's he's he loads it with lemons and limes. It's like you want any water with your lemons and limes? <laughs> it's so eating. bad. It's like a right. It's like a full lime and a full lemon in there. Love it. Um, but yeah, good good uh, good business idea. Um, I think that's that's kind of all we got for the episode. Hitting that mark every time. We're fucking great at this. Keeping it around the fifty to an hour mark. Tyler, anything else? Uh, just prepare, man. Prepare, preparing is only beneficial for yourself and it'll just portray more confidence in what you're doing and the delivery of everything that you're saying. So just make sure you're going out there and preparing. Maybe take an internal look at what you're doing and see where you're preparing in your life and where you could add some areas of preparation. That's the task we're giving you guys for this week. That's episode 40 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. H. Jackson Brown Jr. (laughs) 